The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome to the Rainmaker Multiplier podcast. I'm really excited to bring Wayne Cotton onto the podcast today as a special guest. So Wayne had um, presented at our Mastermind Collegium for a bunch of our advisors in June. was a huge success, very well attended and raving fans afterward. Um, I've been a fan of Wayne's for quite some time. He's somewhat of a legend in the circles of MDRT and top of the table. Um, he's got a great story. Him and I have spent uh, a number of uh, countless conversations together, haven't we, Wayne? Um, we have. <laughs> getting to know each other. And I, but I'm, I'm just really excited to, to, for you to be able to tell some of the stories you've told me and some of the background, Wayne, of uh, kind of how you got to the level you're at today. And then uh, I do want you to share uh, later on in the podcast, just kind of some of the, you know, some of your programs, like the precision marketing approach, really interesting uh, in your, just really your cotton uh, client acquisition system, the methodology of how you go about doing that. I love just, uh, you know, the house of pain, house of same, house of gain, how to the house of you know all of those how it came together just makes so much sense and and uh i saw it you know uh firsthand you know all the conversations that led up to us ultimately you know having you spend a half day with a group of us and share you know all of your uh, processes and systems and and methodologies but if if we could get some of that you know out in this podcast to those listeners I think it's going to be a big win for them and their businesses. All right. So I'll go right back to the beginning for a few minutes, and then we will go. Awesome. Um, Sounds good, Wayne. I was raised on a farm in Western Canada in uh, Alberta, and my biggest skill was breaking horses. And uh, so my dad had a process for breaking horses that was – I just realized this the other day when I was talking to somebody about this, that he had a very – a turnkey process for breaking horses. It wasn't like the Wild West and the bucking horses or what you see on uh, movies and all that jazz at all. Not at all. It was very calm, very patient, very low tension. And uh, and there was a whole process behind that. And I realized that what I've been doing in terms of uh, building a client acquisition system and so on was very analogous to what my dad did. So it was quite uh, it was quite fascinating. So then fast forward. I got involved in this business at age 21, almost accidentally. They pulled me into management in my third year in the business because I was hiring more people than they were. (laughs) I guess I was excited about the career, even though I couldn't do it. I was excited about the career. And so by the time I ended my third year, I'd brought 21 people into that agency. And so they, you know, they wanted me in management. But after a year, I thought, no, I got to, I got to go back in the field. That's where I belong. I decided to look at my top 10 revenue generating situations where I'd been successful. And so I looked at those and I made up a 20 point evaluation, today it's 24 points, but 
but I made up this evaluation form and I ran my top 10 clients through there and I was shocked at what came out of this, Jason, because I discovered the profile of who I should be seeing if I wanted to generate revenue right away. Now, I couldn't do things to people, I had to do things for people, so I had to do it the right way, but I had just reverse engineered my success. I didn't know that at the time, but that's what I'd done. I'd reverse engineered my success, which is one of the things I teach people all the time these days, because when you know where you're successful, instead of you scrambling and running around and looking at all these different opportunities and being an opportunist instead of a strategist, when you know where you belong right now, you can proceed down a path quite easily because you've got a similar seven. In my case, it was a similar seven. And all you do is look for number eight, number nine, number 10, look exactly the same. And you're yeah. instantly generating revenue, right? But you see, I knew what I was doing with people that fit that profile. So I just went and saw more people look the same. I used my own system, the cotton system. I got back on track with that because it has an element for prospecting and approaching and opening cases and, and finding the, the pain points with people's situations very simply, very easily. Convert problems into procedures. Dump the junk and focus on your best case scenario. Those Very three good. lessons is what saved me in the business, but it also helped me escalate. You know, at the time I was an MDR team member, but not doing much more than that. Fast forward 10 years, I was doing 10 times that level of volume. But here's the other side of the coin. I was sitting out there in the garage one night after the kids had gone to bed and I thought, what would my life look like 10 years from now? What could it look like? And I took a calendar and I color coded a calendar. And what I did in that calendar was I decided that 10 years from day, I wanted to be taking 180 days a year off. And so I mapped out that plan from 10 years, you know, 10 years away, thinking it would take me that long to get there. But you know what, Jason, I got so excited about it, I decided to do it that year. In 1981, here's what happened. I doubled my highest year of income ever. So talk about Rainmaker Multiplier. I doubled my highest year of income ever, even when I had all that fancy space and people around me and everything else. And I took 180 days off. And nobody could have proven to me that that was even remotely possible. Nobody. But when I did it myself, I had a totally new view of my future. That's great. And tell me, um, Wayne, because uh, I, I want you to break to two things I'd love to hear about because there are things I got a ton of value about when you've told me in the past. Uh, one is I want to hear about the color coding system, the four color coding system that you use and what the naming methodology and how you kind of go about that. That was really beneficial. The second is the viewpoints, right? How you use that viewpoints document. I thought that was brilliant. Okay, so for me, there's three freedoms that we're looking for. We're all looking for three freedoms. Maybe not having, maybe we haven't defined them. But I have a document called the four phases of growth that everybody should he, everybody should see. And what it is is the first stage is the house of pain, where the 15th of the month and the 30th are paramount times in the month in your life because you're always underwater. And so many people get in the house of pain and they have no idea how to get out. The next stage is the house of same. We're doing okay. You're earning a decent living, got a home, got some vehicles, get to take a holiday once in a while. But it's the same old, same old all the time. The third stage is house again. That's where you're really kicking it. 
man, you were generating the revenue like crazy and it's exciting and you're able to be, you know, get to the point of being debt free and you, uh, you're able to buy that uh, holiday home you want and you can put a lot more money away and you can upgrade your home and everything else. The house of gain is an interesting place and a lot of people think of living in the house of gain. But there's a fourth house, and that's the house of Sane, S-A-N-E. The house of Sane is where you truly have it together, because that's where you have money, time, and mental freedom. The big thing for a lot of people is that mental freedom. Mental yeah. freedom means you don't have to be thinking about your business all the time. You don't have to be obsessing about it. You don't have to be, you know, because sometimes you're in a conversation, you got two parallel languages going on in your head. One's about your business, and one's about the conversation. And we need to change that line of thinking so that we have the mental freedom to be able to go and do and enjoy the things that we've been able to accumulate, the places we can go, and to be there in the moment with our families and with our loved ones and enjoy what's going on. So now let's go to the color coding. My calendar had three colors initially. Later on, I added a fourth. So I'm going to start with the fourth color first. It's blue for blue sky. Now, anybody in this thing can go to nobrowndays.com. Nobrowndays.com. That's one of my websites. And you can sign in there and you can take some classes on this stuff and you can learn about the color coding, some instructions in there. And uh, and there's a lot of people that use this. So That's awesome. First, I didn't, I'd never picked that up before, Wayne, that nobrowndays.com. I don't know. Some, you probably said it and I missed it, but I, I'm definitely going to check that out. Well, you know, I did my, in my, uh, one of my main platforms. Well, in fact, I've talked about this three times at Roundtable. Uh, two main platforms, one uh, focus group session for the top of the table members. And no doubt I'll talk about it again because I'm speaking to MDRT in 2020. But what I've said to people is you've got to get your colors vivid, clear, and bright. So each day is for one color. And don't mix all your colors together because the color you get is brown. And that's not the color you want. Right. People remember that, no brown days. We're looking for days that are vivid, clear, and bright and allow us to do what we want to do. So blue sky is for strategy and planning your life and your business. That's both about your personal life and your professional life. And so blue sky, there needs to be some blue sky time at the beginning of each quarter. At my peak, you know, after I got my act together and we were really rolling, I ended up in the speaking and publishing business, which became bigger than my financial practice, even though my practice was at my peak, I was doing nine times MDRT and 65 afternoons a year. So I learned how to put processes in place to make me better and better and improve my capacity. That's a word a lot of people don't stop to think about. You want to improve your capacity to accomplish more. And I was busy doing that. So I had two significant businesses. And uh, in the very upper level of people in the financial services world, but also in the very upper level of the speakers and, and uh, publishing people in the world. And doing both at the same time and still taking 180 days a year off. Now, that map happens during blue sky days where you also do a quarterly map. I call it a 90-day wonder. You want, to have a 90, you want to have a wonderful period of time every 90 days for the rest of your life. So I built a 90-day wonder. You can learn about that at No Brown Days as well. So you start with an annual roadmap where you map out the year and you figure out when you want to take time off. Because right after blue sky, the most important color is mellow yellow for my time. Mellow yellow. So, you know, you're going to map off weekends. Maybe you're going to take Fridays off. So you're going to have some horizontal mellow yellow where you're, you know, taking off weeks. 
And so you plan out the time because what happens is when you have the time mapped out like that, it's time off that drives time on. In other words, when you got something exciting happening, uh, man, you're running, you're running hard, and then you got this break, and the incentive is your break. And so you can run hard temporarily. You know, one of my buddies uh, helped him start his business, Todd Durkin in San Diego, and and Todd, I was his mentor, and Todd said. I said to Todd one day, I said, Todd, is it more important to be a, a long distance runner or a sprinter? Oh, he said, it's a long distance runner. And I said, no, Todd, it's a sprinter. Well, how's that? I said, you need to sprint between breaks. Get really focused on what you want to accomplish in the next period of time. So I used to have a week of blue sky when I had my big team. I had 26 people on my team at one point. And so we'd meet for five days at the beginning of each quarter. I'd spend the first day on my own life thinking about things, where I was going, what I was doing. I'd spend the second day with the people in my life. So Brent and I would spend time together and plan what we wanted to accomplish in the next 90 days. Plan our time off. Plan where we're going to go. And I'd talk to my kids and talk to my dad. And I would plan out the next 90-day period of time. So when you're doing the annual roadmap, you put in some times. And my best strategy that I had was where I would have two weeks off in the middle of each quarter. So I'd have a week of blue sky. I'd have four weeks of green machine. Oh yeah, that's the next color. Green stands for money, green stands for ghost. You're gonna earn some money doing what you do for a living. So I'd have one week for blue sky, four weeks for green machine, two weeks for mellow yellow in the middle of the quarter. Come back for four weeks of green machine. Take one week for red tape. Red tape is cleanup, administrative, education, and stuff. And then another week of mellow yellow. So in other words, three weeks off each quarter. And then back into blue sky. Now that's the pattern that I love the most over the different patterns I've had over the years because it was a very clear four weeks was the maximum sprint time. And so, and I and I learned to do this with my team as well. I'd spend the first day on my own life, et cetera, thinking that through. And then I'd spend the second day with the people in my life. And then the third day, I'd pose a question. I learned this from Brian Tracy. Dan Sullivan uses it as well. I, the question would be, what did you accomplish in the last 90 days? And we go around the room and we make we make notes and we summarize and whatever. And it's great because you can pat yourself on the back for what you accomplished in the last 90 days. But in addition, you're also making a list of things that didn't get done. That's the start of the list for the next 90 days. Right. And then the second day is what are our present issues? What are our present negatives? What are the things we need to fix? And we make a list of that. And that list got that expanded the list dramatically. And then the third question is, what are we going to do in the next 90 days? And that's where you sift and sort it. You can bring it right down to the key priorities. And I, you know, there's only on the 90-day wonder, there's only room for 20, room for four headings and 20 projects, including personal projects. And so that means there's only room for 20 projects in the quarter. And I think I've only had one quarter where I had less than 20 projects. And there's also a place to score yourself. So at the beginning of the quarter, you say, I want to get 100% of this done, 50% of that done, 75% done. At the end of the quarter, you put down what you think you got. And now you can score yourself, which we don't do after we leave school. And now you can score yourself on your life, not just on your business. Right. And, and you know, Wayne, helps. real quick question. The four-week maximum sprint time. So so is that only green machine would that you yep. would consider a sprint? Or would it be green, red, and no. yeah, no. blue? It's green. Oh, God. It's green. It's green. Yeah, and so you have 13 weeks okay. in a quarter, one blue, four green, 
two yellow, four green, one red, and then back to mellow yellow at the end of the quarter. Take a break. It's kind of the ideal. Well, that, that, that became the ideal for me. Let's put it that way. For you. Okay. You know, and and you, you make your own. And so in the in No Brown Days, we teach you how to build a model year. And I want you to think about that year being 10 years from now or five years from now. Build right. a model year and, and, and just let your mind go about what you think your life would be like. And then when you build your current year, you're going to come a lot closer to your model year than you thought. Because we've all got these hang-ups in our heads saying, oh, I, can't, I couldn't possibly take that much time off. Well, it's, you got to think with the end in mind, right, Stephen Covey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. Now, here's the other thing. In those blue sky days, you're also going to look at your business process from A to D. You're going to look at it and say, okay, here's all the steps in my process. And I know this is one of the things that you really twigged on, Jason, when I was telling you about this. But you look at your business process from one end to the other, and you look for the soft spots. There'll be some steps in your process that aren't as good as they should be. It might even be as simple as confirming appointments. But in your business process, there'll be some things that aren't working as well as they should. So what you do is you pull that out of the lineup, that, that step. You put it under magnifying glass, and you say, how can I convert that problem into a procedure, a program, a process, or a person? And so once you identify what you can do about that, you put the fixings into place, and you put it back in the lineup, and you run for another 90 days. Now, when you first start building out your business process, you know, you might have to fix five things each quarter, but you don't try and fix things every day. You'll drive yourself nuts. And so when you build out your business process, especially in those blue sky days at the beginning of the quarter, once you see what the issues are that need to be fixed, what are our present issues? Once you see that, then take some extra time in blue sky time to go ahead and get those things started at the beginning of the quarter instead of waiting until the end. So now you're implementing earlier, and then every 90 days you, you do it again. So you don't look at your process once a year. That was the idea that you were talking about. I said, no, no, right. do it every 90 days. Every 90 days, fix a number of things so that pretty soon you have a very strong business process. So that's what I, you know, that's what I learned to do. And you'll you'll learn more about this at nobrowndays.com. And there's and there's worksheets that you can that you can uh, print out and it gives you instructions and everything else. Plus, to listen to the classes. There's two of them: one on the annual roadmap and one on the 90-day wonder. And uh, we've already put up the annual roadmap for 2020, and we've already put up the four quarters for 2020, and we put it, that model year is there for you to, you know, do your work on. And I just use four-colored highlighters. I mean, this sounds archaic, but I like to do it physically because mentally I go through, or be, if I do it, try and do it digitally, I go through it too quickly, and I don't make enough solid decisions. And so I actually have a blue highlighter, a green one, a yellow one, and a red one, or a pink highlighter. And I'll so, go through and I'll really put a lot of time in thinking this through for the year because that year is going to be my guideline. So this is what I really like about this. And I want to go a little deeper, Wayne. And I've told you I've been Dan Sullivan's strategic coach for years. So I've been running on free days, focus days, buffer days. And this is what I love about the fourth category and how you uh, delineated it. And I want to go a little deeper on it. So sure. for those who you know are familiar with that concept, but they you know, the green machine is a focus day, right? The yep. mellow yellow is a free day. So the, yep. that that's associated. But then when you have that buffer day, this is where you've really split it into, and I know yours has been around is longer, longer than Dan Sullivan. So I'm not saying. Oh, yeah. I, about, I, started about my, I started my annual roadmap in 1981. Yeah. Yeah. So long. Yeah. Um, so, but, but what I want to understand is like, and I want the listeners to understand green day is making money day. Right. And, yep. and mellow, mellow yellow is, a, is 
is time for yourself. Blue sky and red tape. Let's talk more about the difference and go a little deeper on the two of those. You just gave a great example of blue sky where you yep. want to review your processes every 90 days and determine if you can turn, you know, turn any issues into a procedure, a program, a process, or delegate to a person. And so, so I get that component of the blue sky day, but let's go even a little deeper of like differences of what blue sky days are to red tape days. Sure. Blue sky is purely working on your life and on your business. So on those days, you're going to rethink your world and what you're doing. You're going to rethink what's going on. And, you know, you're not going to go deep, deep. You're going to do that once a year. But when you get to the beginning of a quarter, you want to go through and say, okay, what are the, what are the factors here that I need to deal with? And, uh, and that's where you pose those three questions of, you know, the past 90, the present situation, and the next 90. And so going through those is where you're going to, you know, come up with your strategy for the next 90 days. I'll give you an example, Jason. One of my 90-day wonders, I wrote down Daily Dad Gap. Now, my dad was 85 when I wrote this down. And um, he lived across town, and he's living in a senior's facility. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could have a visit with my dad every single day? And so I'd drive over there, about a half an hour drive. I'd drive over there, and I'd walk in his door at 9 o'clock at night. And he'd say, oh, you're here again. Yep. And we, I didn't tell him it was a project, but on my 90-day wonder, I'd put down I wanted to get 100%. And I did it every day for 90 days, Jason. If it was out of town, I'd phone him at 9 o'clock at night, his time, at my daily dad gap. And we'd tell some old stories, and uh, we'd talk about who was there today, and we'd look at some old pictures, and we just, we, it was just a great time. It might only be a half an hour, but it was a great time with my dad. And um, I did it every day for 90 days. And, you know, he loved it so much. He didn't know that was my plan, but he loved it so much, and so did I. And so then I wrote it down for the next 90 days. So by the time I'd done it for 180 days, it wasn't just a habit. It was a ritual. But that's, you know, that's an example. You put mellow yellow in there as well. You might want to work out so many times in the quarter. Maybe you want to have 10 dates with your wife. So you put the mellow yellow uh, projects there as well. So now let's go to red tape. Red tape so is... Before you, before you get to get, just to clarify, on blue sky, do those only happen once a quarter? And how yeah. many days range-wise mo do most people do it? One day a quarter to five days a quarter to, uh, like, what's the range typically that you see? And is I've it all people, I've had people say I couldn't spend 90 minutes with myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they haven't stopped to really think about the benefits of this. Right. When you think about having a solid quarterly strategy where you create your plan for your mellow yellow days and you tie down your mellow yellow commitments where you enjoy a more balanced life, you work on your life, you know, and in your life, and you review your color codes for time adjustments, you do that quarterly. You minimize your distraction factor, you reduce your anxiety, and it helps you feel less stressed. Because you, when you have that list, now that you're going to follow that list for the quarter. I used to blow mine up from 11, uh, you know, eight, eight and a half by 11 to 11, 17, put them on a bulletin board beside my desk. So it was right there in vivid color the whole time, including my projects for the quarter. And if I was on an airplane, I had one that went in a briefcase, you know, the smaller ones. But when you stop to think about choosing the right projects for the next quarter, that's huge. Right. And some projects you have to defer or drop them because they can't be done this quarter. So put them on the list for maybe the next quarter and look it over again. And but you focus more on what you really want to get done. You stay on top of the projects you planned. 
you're a lot better at saying no to the wrong things. You know, you have to think before you put something on your list. And you you enjoy building a more structured growth model for yourself. You stay more focused on your best case scenario. You've got clarity in the sales activities you got to do. Dump the junk that you no longer need to keep. So there's all these benefits from doing this. You fix some pesky problems every quarter. You tighten up your business process. You make better use of your time and your team because you'll bring team into this project as well, not from the very beginning, but I had four VPs on my team, and we would meet that first, you know, the third day in in the week, uh, we would meet that day, and then we bring in people who were on their teams as well, and we go around the room, and what we accomplished in the last nine days, then I got a better understanding of my business, and they got a better understanding of what some of the things are that we can do, and sometimes you'd have somebody on one side of the table Somebody would say, well, I'm having a problem with this. And the person on the other side of the table would say, well, I know how to do that. I can help you with that. And I found that my team members were more interactive because they got the bigger picture and they saw the picture. Somebody new coming in, you know, you might. And the other thing I did was I built a tandem team. In other words, I had a team uh, process for my team to handle certain steps in dealing with a client. So I might have, you know, 44 steps in my process. But when I hired somebody new, I would say, okay, we operate as a tandem team around here, and everybody's got responsibilities as a part of that as part of that business process. So we're looking for somebody to help us with step number three, number nine, number 13, 21, and 27. And we'll teach you what to do in each of those areas. In other words, you build standard operating procedures for each of those responsibilities. We'll teach you what to do in each of those areas, but we're going to hand off, the person number two is going to hand off, uh, you know, step number three, you need to do that. And then put it back into the process to the next person on your tandem team. So what happened, Jason, was I was able to build a really strong tandem team to the point where I only had one responsibility left in the latter part of my career. And that was building strategies with people that fit my best case scenario. The prep work was all done by my prep team. All the financial fact-finding was done. Everything was organized. I had a single sheet of paper in the front of their client file that described their situation. And I would have a strategy meeting with the counselor in the meeting with me, the person I'd been working with that uh, prospective client. And then when my meeting was over, I'd say, okay, um, I think we've done what I'm supposed to do. Is there anything else that you think you need from me? And all I would do is get agreement in principle that they wanted to proceed and, and put this all together for themselves. I'd say, so I'm going to turn you back over to Tom. He'll take over and help you walk through all the rest of these steps. And remember, if you ever need me, don't hesitate to give me a call. Jason, nobody ever called me because they had the person who was looking after them. Yeah. So I had zero policy on our service work. I had zero client reviews. All that was being done by the upper level people on my and my tandem team. And so they had some support in some of the areas as well. So what it became is a very strong business process where all I had to do, now you know I could do the amount of business I did in, in 65 afternoons a year because I wanted one appointment at 1.30 p.m. each day when I was in town. So it's about capacity, Jason. It's about yeah. improving your capacity to accomplish. It's working on your business and your life instead of in it and having the discipline in those blue sky days to work on it instead of in it, to continue yeah. to improve it. Yes, yes, yes. And and give yeah. yourself enough time to get through it. And, and you know, maybe maybe somebody starts off with one day to cover those three questions. Maybe they got two staff members. And, uh, and they spend some time on their personal lives with their family and so on. Everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here, yeah, I'm looking at my own, right? And I'm making notes. I'm like, okay, what are my blue sky days? And, like, even right now, though, structurally-wise, 
but it's just defining it. The biggest thing is like for me, once a quarter, I go to strategic coach and I think on, think about things right. And for a full day and I work on my business and life instead of in it. And then once, so that's one day. And then the other, I I'm part of a coaching program called uh, EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system. Um, Gino Wickman, he wrote a book called traction, but I, I hired a local coach here in Cleveland that, I meet with my JL Smith group team, my retail practice once a quarter, and then I meet with C2P, you know, our, the, the, you know, the companies that serve advisors. So we do once a quarter, but, and then, and then I do work on, um, I built a planning committee that gets together once a quarter and we work on our planning process, right? We work on in every aspect of it. We continually audit our process. But what I'm looking at that I don't do, that I had a big aha moment as you were talking, Wayne, is I don't map out my quarterly calendar and I don't um, work on any of the other core business processes with my teams. But I think adding those in to as blue sky days would be a game changer. So thanks for that. You're a very busy guy. You got a lot of moving parts going on. And so like and and sometimes I've put in a blue sky day every month, but I still have my ones at the beginning of the quarter because that's what sets the stage for everything. And sometimes I put one in in a month just so I can kind of cross check and see where things are at and whatever. But the reality of it is, when you do blue sky and everybody has their their projects laid out, it might even be the newest person on the totem pole, it might be a receptionist. You know, how do you answer the phones? Learn how to handle that. How do you what, how do you deal with voicemail and 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 and, and right? So when you have these things down as standard operating procedures and say, okay, so here's what happens when somebody comes in our door and you've got that taught to somebody, that's a part of your business process. And so you want to just make these things as clear and defined as you possibly can and then spend the time to implement right away some of those things. And then at the end of the quarter, you got a red tape week. That means that you can clean up the rest of your project you haven't done yet because you want to look good when you're meeting with your team at the beginning of the next quarter. <laughs> and they right. have, there's this big scramble going on where everybody's catching up on everything they possibly can to get it done because we're going to have meetings, we're going to discuss it. So you can have other blue sky days. It's just that you want to have your main theme, your main theme. We're doing that, in my case, at the beginning of each quarter. I, you know, I was in strategic coach for a few years, and then I had my big motorcycle accident, and I couldn't continue. But the bottom line was that I was already, I was already using my annual roadmap before that. And then I built my 90-day wonder so that I could have my 90-day strategy. And, uh, and, and, you know, and, that, and it helped me so much because, you know, and this word came out in one of the strategic coach meetings where, you know, we were sharing with each other and some guy says, oh, it isn't what I did in the last 90 days. It's what I learned in the last nine minutes. I'm trying to kick him under the table because this is Dan's show, not mine. And, uh, and so Dan says, okay, so what happened? So he, this guy's describing my 90-day wonder. And so then it came my turn. And I said, look, I, I'm not trying to interfere with the program here, but I have to have clear direction when I get back home. I have to know what I'm doing. I have to have my projects defined. This is my way of defining those projects so that I have a really successful 90-day period of time. And so then, you know, and Dan said, well, thank you for sharing that. And went on to the next person, <laughs> like he does. But the bottom line is this is being a huge part of my life. And there's a lot of people that do this. that really live and die by their color-coded calendars and nobrowndays.com. Yeah, it's awesome. And you know what, Wayne, 
I want to go ahead and if if you're open to it, I want to do a another a part two on um, precision marketing because I think yep. that this has been super valuable. What we just talked about about um, the and what a great resource that you're giving everybody for uh, nobrowndays.com to go through right. the annual roadmap and these four color coding. And every time I hear it, I get more out of it. So I can't tell you what an unbelievable resource that is to the listeners. But let's do a part two and talk about oh, precision yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah. Let's separate our topics. We might end up doing three of these. Um, <laughs> but one more thing that I want to mention. In a typical week, when I was working a five-day work week, I would have four days for green machine and one for red tape. So that means that I had one day a week to do my cleanup and stuff and wrap up the week and be out of there. I used Fridays because I want to get out of there as early as I can. I got a dinner. Red tape Fridays. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So I would have, you know, I wouldn't have a blue sky day every week. No, because I, I did that at the beginning of the quarter, but I'd have a Friday right. work week. Now at other times I worked a three day work week and, uh, and today I'm working a three day work week for the most part. I got one day for blue sky cause I'm, you know, I'm a creative guy. I'm always building projects to help other people. You know, I sold my practice 23 years ago. So I'm I'm still deeply in this industry and I'm I'm building all kinds of things for people with the intellectual property that I've created. And so I've got blue Mondays as blue sky days for me now. But for a typical advisor, you wouldn't have that. So you might right. have the three or four days uh, in a week that are green machine. And in those days, boy, you want to have head down, bum up and go to beat out. You want to get the job <laughs> done, right? Yeah. So structuring your dream week as a, as a third element where I also color code a calendar for the dream week. I don't have that under no brown days, but someday I will. And you know, what's so, funny too, Wayne is, is it is counterproductory as those listening might think it is that if you do less green uh, days, green machine days, you're going to make less money. You don't, you actually make more. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Here's, here's part of the reason why. You know, I teach these five principles of growth. One of them is profile. That's about your best case scenario. If you've got things filtered so that you're focused on your best case scenario, you can accomplish far more than you can when you're just doing anything and everything. So yeah. it behooves us to be focused, reverse engineer our success and figure out where do we belong. And then all your marketing activities are focused on that. So, you know, in my practice, uh, and we'll talk about this in another in another podcast, but in my practice, um, you know, I was generating uh, 2,500 leads a year for a while with what I was doing with attraction marketing. But then when I did my assessment, my account, my uh, evaluation of that, I discovered that only 3%, 3.6% of my prospects were generating 73% of my income. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, you know, so that's another element is, is getting fine tuned on who you're going to see and how you're going to get in front of those people. So we have a few podcasts ahead of us, Jason. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, one last thing as we wrap up, Wayne, is is the, and I almost kind of uh, skipped it, but it's somewhat self-explanatory, but I want to hear you talk more about red tape days, super clear on mellow yellow, super clear on green machine, and, and, and very clear now on blue sky, but talk more about red tape. What all else are examples that fall into red tape? So you get a bunch of things coming in your inbox and your email. You don't do that on a green day. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, other people are sending you stuff and things you want to look at and, and yeah. maybe a webinar you want to attend and all that stuff. If the webinar is recorded, I'll just 
take the recording and move that over to a red day. Because red day is red stands for cleanup, it stands for administrative, it stands for education, yeah. it stands for stuff. And so don't do those things on a green day, for goodness sakes. Move them over and put them in a red day, because that's what a red day is for. And so if you're working on a committee, one of the things I used to do is say, um, any chance we could have these meetings on a Friday? Oh, yeah, okay, I guess so. You know, and so yeah. I could, and sometimes you can adjust things. You can't always. <clears throat> right. Excuse me. But sometimes you can adjust things. The place where you have different colors in a day, that's on your dream week. So in your dream week, you might have some red tape time that happens at a certain time of the day. For example, email. Leave your email off for crying out loud. Leave the ding off especially because the ding and the ring and the other good things, they just interrupt your mind and they distract you away from what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. So look at your email at, at, at 11.15 or 11.30 because you've got lunch coming up and you're getting hungry. Hammer through it. Open it up first thing in the morning. See if there's anything that's really urgent. And then close it down. Close it down completely. And then open it up again at 11.15 or 11.30. And then open it up again at 3.15 or 3.30. Whatever time it is that you leave. So that you're going to wrap up that stuff. But then it, And then on, on your red tape day, then you're going to spend more time going through stuff and figuring out what you want to know. But yeah. in my case, you know, I thought knowledge was power. But what I learned is it's only knowledge put into action that makes any difference. And so... You know, we need to be actionators to do the action part of all this. Your productivity is an action thing, right? So it's about activation more than education, as you well know. And so we need to figure out how are we going to put these in a proper place so that I'm not spending all my time learning all this stuff. Because what happens is we suffer from FOMO, fear of missing out. Then we get TMI from too much information. And then we're walking in circles. And so if you got your annual roadmap, your 90-day wonder, and your dream week, those things put you right on track. Because once again, you've got you've to have structure. You know, uh, flexibility fosters failure, and structure buys you freedom. So when you've got some structure and you're following your structure, you're so much better off and you're so much happier. So that's what red tape is about. It's all these other things, stuff. You can even make up a, one of my customers has a red tape day checklist. He goes over the mill and, you know, the money that's in the mill and what needs to be happening there. And he, he checks in with his staff members on this and that and whatever. He has a checklist he goes through in the red days. And then he gets out of there. As soon as his checklist is done, he's gone. I like so, it. Right? So and, and so there's many different elements here, Jason. And I and I think let's just uh, – we'll set up some more podcasts and we'll carry this conversation on. There is one last thing I want to give to people. You can learn a lot from me by going to precisiongrowth.com precisiongrowth.com and sign up for my weekly newsletters. They're a video. Video might be five minutes long, might be eight minutes long, might be three minutes long, but I have some language in there. They're vlogs, video blogs. So I've got some language in there, but I've got some tips. And the whole thing is about how to be more precise about your growth, precision growth. How do you do the things you're supposed to do and, and get out of the things you're not supposed to be doing how to become more precise, and there's all kinds of things, and you'll get one a week. Normally, they're on Wednesday, mm -hmm. and uh, and just click on it, open up, and listen to it, and you'll find some amazing stuff in there that all has to do with some of the things we're talking about. Precision. And Wayne, that's exactly where we'll pick up on our next podcast: is precision, precision marketing versus yep. attraction marketing, because it's yep. so powerful. Um, so thanks, thanks for being on here, Wayne, and thank everybody for listening. Um, and uh, definitely uh, look forward to uh, giving you part two with Wayne Cotton.
The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit clarity2prosperity.com.